welcome to episode number five of Travels with Squeaky. Travels with Squeaky is a podcast for solo women RVers, campers, and van lifers, and I am your host, Kathy Belge. This week, I'm super excited to have as a guest, actually a good friend of mine, Sari Maline, and I have known each other for a number of years, and uh, Sari at the age of 47, decided to recently go on her very first camping trip and not just her very first camping trip, but she decided to go solo. So Sari came on the podcast, told us about her camping successes, what she learned, her one camping disaster, and what she learned about herself going out there solo. I'm really excited to share with you this interview. Sari is a great storyteller. I think you will enjoy it. I certainly had a great time chatting with her. So without further ado, here is Sari. Okay, Sari. Thank you so much for coming on to the Travels with Squeaky podcast. Everyone, I am here with Sari Maline. And she and I are actually pretty good friends. And the reason she's on this podcast right now is because a few weeks ago, I got a text from Sari that said, Kathy, you're not going to believe what I'm doing. I'm going camping for the first time in my life. And I am 47 years old or the first time solo or the first time, first time ever. First, first time as an adult, as an adult. And she went solo. And I was like, oh my God, you have to stay in touch with me while you're out there. And then when she got back, I was like, would you come on and talk about your experience? Because I know there's a lot of women out there and young women, old women who are like nervous to go out and camp by themselves. And you went and did it. Your first time camping as an adult and you went solo. So I'm so proud of you. Number one. Thank Um, you. Yes, but let's back up for a second. Um, and I want to just kind of hear your story. Like, what was it about this year that made you want to go out and go camping this year when you've never really done it before? First of all, I'm so happy to be here. I have to say that first, because you're one of my greatest, greatest heroes and friends and one of my favorite humans on the planet. So I was so delighted when you asked me to do this. Um Uh, So I think COVID did a number on everybody, Mm -hmm. right? In different ways, but I just historical context, I had been unemployed for six months before COVID tight budget confined to be alone for even longer. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking of all the things that I could do alone that didn't cost a lot of money. Ah, okay. And so naturally people imagine that if you're just sleeping outside in a tent, it's cheap, right? (laughs) (laughs) I I think Uh, I had the wherewithal uh. to know that it wasn't in fact cheap, but I also knew um, that I wanted to give it a shot. I mean, I had not been camping since I was a child. You know, I was, I don't know, 12 or 13 and my parents would take us camping all the time. But then as I became an adult, it wasn't really enticing to me. I became a sidewalks and streetlights kind of girl. I loved the city. I loved being in restaurants. I didn't want to, you know, cook over a fire. That just sounded so, you know, caveman-esque. You know, (laughs) why would I do that when I don't have to? Yeah. But I started really thinking about what kinds of things can I do where I'm alone still um, I don't have to spend a lot of money or the, the purpose of the activity is that you, you're not spending any money. Um, and that also feels like an adventure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I could go hike in the hills near my house. That wasn't quite adventurous enough for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so at the beginning of COVID last year, I, st- I made a plan. I thought, okay, I'm going to need a tent. So this month I'm going to buy a tent and I, I found a used REI tent on Facebook marketplace. I bought it from the Girl Scouts. Oh, awesome. And then the next month I was in a thrift store and I stumbled across a couple of um, 
marmot sleeping bags, which I then had cleaned in the following month. Yeah. Like I was almost like, yeah, nice. The world just said, if you want to go camping, we're going to make it easy for you. And then, you know, like all the little things, it's all those things you don't think of that I just started collecting along the way. And then finally last month, I felt like I had all the things I needed. Okay. So that's, it was a long journey. So I'm just curious. So you had this notion that, that going camping was not expensive, but you knew you had to gather materials. So how did you know what materials you need to gather? Oh, well, I think, I mean, I think you start with the basics, right? You need a sleeping bag and a tent and like a camp stove and, you know, a cooler, like things like that. And then I ended up on, I just ended up Googling, like, okay, what are the absolute bare necessities to go camping? Um, Knowing that I I wasn't going to go backpacking, I wasn't going to be camping in snow or anything like that. I, I just Googled it. And I started mm-hmm. to make a list and then gradually month by month, week, week by week, a tiny bit of my budget went toward the kinds of things that I would need to become a camper. Oh my God. I love that. I love that. So, okay. So you, you gathered all your things and then how did you decide where you were going to go? Now I know you live in Northern California. So right. how- how did you decide where you were going to camp and that kind of thing? So a couple of things happened. Um, I knew that I was ready. I knew that I had as much stuff as I needed, bare necessities wise. Um, and then I had recently been to visit my daughter. Now, by this time, February of this year, I started working. So I had a little bit more money and I was able to, you know, splurge on those final few things that I needed as summer which was were, approaching. Which were what? Um, like I bought a, I bought a cooler for myself versus like finding a used one on, you know, Craigslist or Facebook marketplace or something like that. I bought a new one for me. Um, but the big splurge was that I bought a stand up paddleboard. Now I know oh. this is not a camping piece of equipment, but, um, I was like, well, now that I have a stand up paddleboard, I have to go where there's water. So, so what happened next was I I got on the internet and failed miserably at trying to find a campsite. Okay. This is May. Okay. All the campsites. And were were you looking for something that weekend? What? (laughs) Memorial weekend? What? (laughs) No, I was, I was just really looking for something that I think felt familiar to me. So I didn't want to go too far from home. Um, and Northern California has plenty of places, obviously, but, um, I also, I wanted some places that were near water where I could Mm -hmm. get to water. Mm -hmm. Um, and because I've also never stand up paddle boarded before that was a new thing for me too. I just thought it sounded like a lot of fun. Yeah, it does. my daughter has one. And so I like floated around on hers a little bit when I visited her in Utah. So I came home and I was like, that's it. I'm buying a stand up paddleboard. So the first thing that I did was I booked a yurt the week of Labor Day. Oh. So it hasn't even happened yet. I haven't even okay. gone to the yurt yet. Okay. Um, but the yurt is in South Lake Tahoe at a place called Fallen Leaf Lake. Nice. And I was just excited that I could find more than one night somewhere. So I booked like all four nights that I could get that week. And then I was like, well, gosh, if I'm going to do all of that, I probably ought to have like a trial run. Mm -hmm. So, so let me, let me pause for a second there. When you said you failed miserably on the internet, were you just using Google or were you using any of the, of the camping apps? So, um, I think what I first did is probably just Googled like where to go camping. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, again, I don't really, I have no idea yeah. what I'm doing. I'm yeah. brand new at this. Yeah. Uh, and I ended up both of the campsites that I booked were, I booked through, um, is it recreation.gov? Yes. Yeah. I, I think that's what it is. Yeah. For um, state or federal lands. Yes. Right. So I ended up there 
I don't even know what other places you would go to book. I mean, I have no idea. Okay, I just, well, I found what was accessible to me. There are a lot of apps out there and I can share some of those at the end of the show for people. Yeah. I would love that. that. Yeah. More places. Um, I mean, there was, there was like campgrounds that are right near me that I could go to that would be like a good practice run. Um, Mm -hmm. but I ended up finding one right before 4th of July weekend, um, in Clear Lake, which is a large lake in Northern California. Yes. All right. Great. So you got in. So you packed up your car. I made a really detailed list ahead of time and I kept checking lists and going, okay, what, what if, and I thought through in my head, okay, if I'm going to cook something and this is what I'm going to cook, what are all the things I'm going to need? And I, you know, I kept throwing like random utensils into my box Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, like I brought toilet paper and baby wipes. I brought, Mm -hmm. you know, hand sanitizer. And there was like, I, I feel like I almost overpacked. Well, it's all right. Yeah. But I managed to fit everything into like one plastic tote Mm -hmm. plus, plus all the things that were pre, I call it pre-packaged. So the sleeping bag has its own home, right? And the tent has its own home. Your camp chair has its own home. Um, but all the other random things I fit in a plastic tub and I didn't have my fancy cooler yet. So a friend loaned me her cooler, got all my food in there, got in the car and off I went. Yay. Okay. Crossing my fingers that I was going to make it. had, Had you practiced with the tent or anything? Did you set it up in your yard or in your living room or anything? Oh my God, Kathy, this is the funniest story. So I, okay. So I live in 600 square feet. I live in a very small apartment and, um, I had never set the tent up, but I had a feeling it was pretty easy. I watched a video on the internet. Again, it's an REI tent. So REI has all, okay. It was great. Like there was a video. In fact, there was, there's a guy on YouTube that is like Mr. Tent. Mm-hmm. And he basically does videos of how to set up all these different kinds of tents. So you can look and see if he has set up your tent oh my God, on his YouTube site. That's great. There's a YouTube for anything. Um, so I, so I thought I knew how to set up the tent, but then I got nervous at the last minute and I thought I can take the tent and I can go out. I live in a small apartment complex and there's a little courtyard out front, but I knew if I was setting up this tent out there, everybody was going to see me. Mm-hmm. And I was self-conscious enough that I didn't want to fail putting up this tent in front <laughs> of my neighbors. So I put the tent up in my living room. Okay. You did. And here I am. I did. And there's nothing. I mean, it only fits. The tent is the only thing that fits in my <laughs> tiny little living room, but I got it put up and I knew how to do it. Um, and that part made me happy. The one thing I did not do before I left is turn on my camp stove. Okay. So my, my, my dad gave me, uh, for Christmas, he gave me like a Coleman camp stove, like the basic, you know, mm-hmm. plug Pro- in the propane and the turn propane on the knob one, and yeah. there you go. Okay. Okay. Not, not right. the old school gas ones. Right. Yeah. Okay. No. All right. Um, so that you, you were, you're, you're a planner. You were prepared. It sounds like. You had your list. Well, I was afraid to to be. Yeah. I was afraid to be eaten by a bear. Let's be real. (laughs) Okay. Were there bears where you were going? Did you have bear spray? I, I don't think so. I did not have bear spray. (laughs) (laughs) I think I mostly just, I wanted to be prepared. I mean, I'm, I, I like to think of myself as a fly by the seat of my pants person, but in reality, I'm probably not. Okay. I'm probably much more of a planner. Gotcha. All right. So you packed up your car, you got it, you started, you drove to your campsite and then you found your campsite. So tell me all about what that was like. So here's the funny part about the drive to the campsite. It's about two hours and I got so excited. I got in the car and off I went and I forgot to go to the bathroom before I left. Oh, now I, 
I'm 47 years old, right? Like you don't hold going to the bathroom. <laughs> like we used to be able to when we were kids. And I got halfway there and I'm going up this hill and a road is really windy and there's not a lot of cars. And I'm like, that's it. I've got to pull off to the side of the road and go to the bathroom. Let me tell you how many times in my life, Kathy, that I have peed outside. How many? Maybe two. Okay. And you were probably Maybe three. 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is when my parents used to hang our butts off the edge of the Volkswagen bus, Yeah, you know, and we would just pee on the side of the road. And I had no idea how I was going to do this, but I figured anyway, I figured out how to pee outside on my own like, <laughs> because on the side I of the road, to. you're brave. Good on the side good of the road. job. I, uh, I opened up both doors of the car and just sat on the edge and thought if this doesn't work, then I, I guess I'm going to get a UTI or kidney <laughs> failure or something. <laughs> uh, anyway, I got to the campsite, had no idea what I was doing when I checked in, but the, you know, the, the gal that was checking me in was super nice and she gave me a map and I was all the way at the very, 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 very end. So, you know, I passed all the other, all the other campsites on the way. And there was a little turnoff where you could, um, there's like a beach where you could get in the water. And I went past that, got all the way to my campsite. And I was like the only one there. Nice. Like 20 campsites around me. And I was the only person there. This is a Thursday. Mm. And so I thought, okay, this is good. Mm-hmm. If I fail, I won't be embarrassed. in front of <laughs> It was almost like testing it out all by myself. But I also knew that if anything went wrong, I didn't have any help. Mm. Like I couldn't go to anybody next to me and say, Hey, do you have a, this, I forgot mine, right. you know, whatever. So I, so I really knew I was on my own. Um, but it was also almost a hundred degrees that day. Oh, yikes. Okay. Yeah. But you're on the water and I knew it was going to be hot. Well, yeah, I wasn't on the water. I was near the water but it was still a hundred degrees. I mean, it, yeah. I think it was 98 was the temperature there. Okay. Um, and I love heat and I'm happy in warm weather. I much prefer it to cold weather. And I thought, okay. And I checked the weather ahead of time. I knew it was going to be hot. I knew it was going to be nice, quote unquote, nice overnight. Um, so I wasn't worried about being too cold, but man, it was hot. Yeah. Like I, wasn't thinking about there's no trees there's no I were mean, there, there any a tree that i like yeah no shelter no nothing and then of course when you put up your tent now you're just inside plastic so it's not cool in the tent it's not shade right right so i got everything set up <laughs> i had a hammock i had trees to hang my hammock on yay i was super excited about that and I brought a book and I just like cracked a cold one and laid in the hammock with my book in the mm-hmm. heat. Okay. Did the best I could with it being yucky. Yeah. Weather-wise. Okay. Uh, and then, and then I was hungry. So it was time to eat. <laughs> okay. You didn't bring the paddleboard out yet. I didn't get the paddleboard out. Um, in part because I had already just gone through the whole setup thing and I didn't like, you got to pump your paddleboard up. And oh, so it's a blow up one. Place. Gotcha. Okay. It's a blow up. Um, and I was just like hot and tired. And I was like, yes, I want to be in the water, but not that much right now. Gotcha. I just want to like chill. Yeah. Um, Which is the point of camping is to go and relax. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. I didn't want to have to be doing anything. Yeah. Right. Really mm-hmm. active. Um, so I, <laughs> I'm laughing ahead of time. Cause I know how this story ends, but it's, <laughs> it was, it, it was temporarily tragic. <laughs> I get out my Coleman stove. Right. And there's, there's really only like four instructions, right? You, you, you screw in the little hose nozzle. Yeah. Then you screw in the propane. Yeah. Then you turn the knob and you light it and you have yeah. fire. Right. 
It's very simple. It's a four-step yeah. process. Yeah. Screw the line in, screw the propane in, turn it on, light it, fire. I must have done that four or five times. No fire. Nothing. I can smell the propane. Mm. I can smell it. And I'm turning the knob and I'm lighting the thing and nothing. I, there's no fire. I can't see the fire at all. And I'm getting super frustrated and I'm like, oh, it's a good thing that I was planning on eating a sandwich tomorrow because I guess that's what I'm having for dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make my dinner. And just then one of my best, best friends texts me and is like, how's it going? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, it's the worst. I can't make fire. <laughs> I'm like, I am a camping failure. Like I, everything was going so great. I couldn't figure this out. So here we are texting back and forth, problem solving with one yeah. another. Yeah. And she's like, did you, did you try the other burner? Yes. I tried the other burner. Still nothing. Are you sure you can smell fire? Yes. I can. It's not, you know, you're sure you can smell. Yes. I can smell it. Okay. Did you unscrew it and screw it back? And of course I did. Yes. Mm -hmm. She goes, okay. Do you have another propane tank? And I'm like, yes, I brought two. (laughs) She was like, of course you did because you're prepared. Right. So she's like, of course you have, you know, solved for all of these potential problems ahead of time. So finally I said to her, I said, the only thing that I can think of not being an outdoors person, not being someone who understands the properties of fire, uh, at least not very well. I mean, I have an electric stove in my apartment. I don't even have gas. Uh, I said, the only thing I can think of is that maybe it's lighting and I just can't see it (laughs) because it's daytime. Like, and she goes, well, if you stuck your finger in there, I was like, of course not. I'm not, I'm not going to burn myself to find out if there's fire. She, she goes, okay, well, that's actually really logical. Why don't you put a pan on the stove and put something in the stove and see if it cooks? I said, okay, that's brilliant. (laughs) So I get out my cast iron pan and I put it on the stove and I like to do the thing, you know, screw it in, light, turn the knob, light it, fire. And I put in a piece of bacon and sure as shit, Kathy. Oh my God. Three minutes later, bacon is sizzling in my pan. Oh my God. And it wasn't from the hundred degree day. And it was not from the hundred degree day. The whole time I had fire and I couldn't see it. You just couldn't see it. Oh my God. Because it was daytime. So I didn't know that I (laughs) felt really dumb, but I also felt really smart that I figured out what it probably was. Like, I'm proud of myself that I was like, maybe I just can't see the fire. Yeah. Maybe it's invisible because propane and I don't work with propane very I mean I don't know uh-huh. so after I got it I I looked down really really close and sure enough there's like this little blue mm-hmm. teeny teeny blue flame around the bottom so for anybody that has never gone camping before <laughs> good there is fire yeah. just can't see it and of course at nighttime you can see it but this is July it's daytime until 9 p.m. right right oh my god good job so you had your bacon good good wow and so you made your dinner you made your dinner dinner. um and now here's the here's the thing that I have to say I was really disappointed about because um I know we live in forest fire fire season you know, Northern California mm-hmm. is just like a new section of it is burning down every year. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, it didn't occur to me that going camping meant I couldn't have a fire. Oh. Um, and that's like the best part of camping, right? The campfire and the s'mores and the stand up all night oh, around the fire and yeah. the smell and all that. And that was part of what I was fantasizing about in my head about going camping. Right. Um, I didn't know how to keep a fire going. I mean, let's be real. I like, I was probably going to fail at that, uh, but I was sure going to try. And then I got an email shortly after I'd made my reservation from the campground that said explicitly, no, fires. there will be no fire, not, not in the firing, no camper, nothing. Like the only thing you're allowed to have is 
propane based mm. fire. So they make those like propane fire rings, right? That you can use in your backyard and whatever. Yeah. Well, well, when I was camping last week and even those were banned. So though it's not, oh, wow. yeah, it depends on the fire danger really. I mean, it, it's extreme this year. It's extreme for the whole West coast. So I feel right. bad you didn't have a fire, but I don't feel bad because I just don't want all our forests to burn up. Of course, of course. Mm. And I, you know, naturally I understand. I mean, my childhood home burned to the ground mm. in 2017. So and I you understand lived the, the fires you know, in the Santa danger. Rosa a couple of years ago. Yes. Yeah. In 2017. Yeah. Yes. When we lost, I don't know, roughly 5,000 people lost their homes. Yes. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, it's been bonkers here. And so I understand. And at the same time, I was super bummed. I couldn't like mm. have a fire at night. Right. Yep, and have yep, that experience. Yeah, yep. So um, I, you know, I just like hung out. I read my book. Mm -hmm. I hung out. Um, did you walk like, around the campground and look at everybody else's setup? Well, there wasn't anybody there. Oh, okay. I mean, that's the thing. There was, well, okay. To be fair, the campground was fairly large, but my set of campsites was up a hill. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so for whatever reason, I was like, I don't want to go down the hill because then I have to go back up the hill. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I really didn't want to do that. It was hot. And not at night. It was hot. I didn't want to do it at night because um, I didn't really know where I was. And I had a headlamp. Mm -hmm. Of course I, you did. There's still that, there's still that element of like being in the woods by yourself when you're a city girl, right? Yeah. So I have to admit, I didn't venture out very far. Okay. Um, but I ended up just, just reading the downside too, about not having a campfire is that if you turn on any sort of light, for instance, to read, then you get bugs. Ah, yes. So uh, I had to choose between doing something in the light or just going to sleep. Mm -hmm. So we get to about nine 30 quarter to 10 and it's finally dark enough that I need light to do anything. But if I have light, I also have bugs. So I just went to sleep. Yeah. Just seemed like the right thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and sleeping was miserable because it was hot. And then what, and did you have a good sleeping pad? I bought, I just bought a blow up mattress. Okay. Like I didn't, I, I mean, that was the cheap entry level. Yeah. You know, like I just bought a $35 blow up mattress from Amazon. Granted. Um, knowing that I didn't really want to spend a couple of hundred dollars on something yet. Um, and I had already spent a lot of money already on all the other things. Right. Correct. Yeah. And I was briefly worried that some sort of critter or something would show up. Um, but I, fortunately I was lucky. Yeah. Nobody so, ate me. A so bear how, didn't eat me in the middle of the how, night. How was your sleep? Did you sleep okay? Did you toss and turn? Did you hear weird noises? I didn't hear any weird noises, um, but I made the mistake of, and I should have known better because the lady in the video, in the tent video on the REI website, reminded me I somehow got my mattress my sleeping bag um at an angle where my feet were higher than my head so I was sleeping head down feet up and it just it the whole night it felt like I was falling yeah um now why didn't I just turn my sleeping bag around? yeah <laughs> I mean the it, hindsight is 2020 of course but I was like oh this is so weird and uncomfortable and why do I feel like I'm falling so I I did a lot of tossing and turning because I wasn't flat okay or I wasn't like ramped in the right direction mm -hmm. but I remember her saying if there's a slope you want to put your head at the high end of the slope and your feet and I I guess I just never noticed how pee in the princess I am 
Mm. Like it didn't seem like it was that sloped, but once you get in it, you're like, oh, yeah. oh this is not comfy. Yeah. It can make a big difference for sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So you, you had your first successful night in the tent. Now, did you wake up with the light of day? Um, I, I mean, if when I woke up, it was light outside for sure. I don't remember what time it was. It was probably, if I had to guess, it was probably seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could hear kids and I thought, where did the kids come from? Like nobody was here last night. Um, but when I peeked through the screen of my sleeping bag, there were some kids that were just playing around. They must've come from the lower campsite. Mm. Um, and so, and it was, it was still warm. I knew it was going to be the hot day from Hades mm. for sure. Um, but I also knew that the whole reason why I went was to go get on the lake. Yes. So I was, I was super excited. Cause like, now I get to use my stand up paddleboard. I get to go out on the lake. I get to like be an outdoors person. Um, so I got up and I made my breakfast this time. I made fire correctly, yeah. <laughs> uh, made my breakfast, you know, put the things that away that needed to be put away. And then, um, took my paddleboard down to the water. I, I actually drove around to a couple of places because when I had first checked into the campsite, the woman that helped check me in said, I said, where's the best place to put my paddleboard in the water? And she goes, well, you can use the boat launch because the boat launch is closed right now because the water table is so low. Mm. And I thought, okay. She goes, but there is that beach that's by your campsite. You can go there too. She goes, but the feedback that I've heard is that that beach is the water's kind of murky and gross. So you might just want to go to the boat launch. <clears throat> I thought, okay. So I ended up actually driving around to the little beach area and the water was pretty grody. Mm-hmm. Then I went to the boat launch and the water was pretty grody. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go into town because the whole purpose is to get my paddleboard in the water and enjoy myself. It doesn't have to be at the campsite. It can be in town. In town, there's a the lake is big enough that that's there's a campground yes. and it's on a town. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. There's, okay. It's big enough that there's a, there's like a town up North and a town on the East side and a town okay. on the South side. And, yeah. And they all have a Taco Bell, you know, okay. whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I, there's like a waterfront park in the town. So I went there and I looked and there's just nowhere good to put my paddleboard in the water that is not just gross and murky. Mm. So now it's almost a hundred degrees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I slept upside down. I couldn't make fire. <laughs> I can't get my paddleboard in the water. <laughs> so I actually ended up going back to the boat launch because there was nobody there. And it seemed like there was enough water movement that I could get in the water and out past all the gunk mm-hmm. to the lake, maybe where it was deep enough that there wasn't quite so much now, now, when water. you say gunk, what what are we talking about here? Like all the algae from the okay from the low water table had, you know, okay. it, it, I guess it doesn't really rise to the top; it just is there, right? But when there, you have more water, it's deeper mm. down. I I don't know. I don't understand yeah. how lakes and waters work. Mm-mm. Um, so I put my paddleboard in the water there, and I'll tell you what, Kathy, the water table being so low, paddling through all of that, it was like guacamole oh it was just like it was so it was not fun it was not fun but at this point at this point it was cooler in the water yeah and i'm not even in the water because i'm not putting my feet in because you don't yeah you don't want to get in that i don't know what is in the algae. I don't know if it's bad for me. I'm not sure. I just really want to be out on the, like I was determined at this point. Yes. I drove all this way. Yes. So I'm out there, you know, paddling through the guacamole. Um, and I, (laughs) (laughs) I found a, like a, a water movement pattern that didn't have any of the algae in it. And I sort of went in circles for three hours, big, big circles. Yeah. 
but I just went in big circles for three hours and just followed this round, but I was on the water. Nice. Did you jump in or it wasn't clean enough for that? No, no, absolutely not. No. Yeah. (laughs) Again, city girl. Okay. Even, even free flowing river water sometimes makes people, I don't want to get that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm easing in, I'm easing into this like outdoor girl life. Um, the baby steps, right? Absolutely. This is great. hundred percent baby steps. I mean, you did a lot. You did something amazing by just getting out there and going and doing this. And you didn't even like drag a friend along. You went by yourself. It's amazing. You know what, if I'm being honest, part of it is I wanted to go by myself just so that I knew kind of what I was doing so that if I went with someone later, (laughs) I wasn't completely in the dark. Um, but it was a great, it was a great experience going alone. And, and even though it was hot, even though the water was guacamole, um, and even though I opted to come home early, I don't know if we even talked about that. We didn't get there I was done. Yeah. Yeah. When I was done paddleboarding, I came back and I was like, I think I've done all the things that I want to do. Yeah. And it's, and it's too hot. And by this time now it's 4th of July weekend. So now it's Friday and the 4th of July weekend campers have arrived. Okay. And the campsite is busy and it's loud. And the people in the campsite next to me were smoking cigarettes Mm. actively, like consistently and the heat and the cigarettes and the, uh, like I had done all the things I wanted to do by that point. Yeah. So even though I'd paid for another night, I just packed everything up and I went home. Okay. And that, which and is, it felt, it felt what? It felt fine. Yeah. I didn't feel guilty. I didn't feel bad. I didn't feel like a failure. Um, I did what I had gone to do. Mm-hmm. And I learned so many things along the way, right? Just mm-hmm. that. 24 hour period or, you know, 30 hour period or whatever. I learned so many things. Yes. That changed everything. Yes. Like what? Tell me a couple things that you didn't already talk about. Um, well, I learned that I have a temperature threshold for okay. sure. Yeah. I learned that if I'm going to go camping, that the, the high temperatures need to be, you know, at a certain point, mm-hmm. otherwise I'm not comfortable. Um, I learned a lot about, um, like the, the big lesson, the direction to set up my tent and, you know, where to put it and, Mm -hmm. you know, what angle and all of those things. Um, and I also, and I think I also learned that like campsite camping is hard on me because there's so many people. Yeah. And and actually, I think if I had been camping with somebody else, it other people being around would have been fine. But it's a lot like dining alone and realizing you're alone while all these other people are around you having these lively conversations and they're excited and they're happy and they're laughing and you're just by yourself. You know, that's, um, a, that's a really interesting point you bring up because as a solo camper, people ask me all the time, do I get lonely? And really the only times I feel lonely is when I'm in a really busy campground. Like when I'm all out there by myself, I am not lonely. Right. It's only when you're comparing yourself to what's happening around you that it doesn't feel good. Yeah. So I think that was, that was an interesting lesson for me that camping alone, like I just have to be aware that that will happen because I'm going again in a month. In a month, I'm going to Lake Tahoe. Yes. And I'm going to be in my yurt. Oh, yurt's going to be lovely. And I'm going to be alone. But I'm also close Unless I pull to, up on you, you never know. You should. You should. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm in. Um, I think the nice thing about the next time I go camping is there's a couple of things. I know that I'll be... Uh, temperature regulated isn't necessarily the word, but I know it'll be colder at night in Lake Mm -hmm. Tahoe. Mm -hmm. Um, and if I get too cold, the yurt has a heater. Like it's, it's, it's like kind of glamping. Yeah. Um, so I know that I don't have to worry about being cold overnight, but also it's the campsite is close enough to the town of Salt Lake, Salt Lake city of South Lake Tahoe that 
I don't have to cook every meal. Mm. You know, I can go into town for the day. I can take my paddleboard to the lake. I can grab some lunch, you know, I can go back out on the paddleboard if I want to, I can come back to my campsite and make dinner if I want, or if I want to go out, you know, into town, I can do that. Yeah. So that will help. Yeah. That sense of feeling alone, I think maybe. Yeah. Yeah. When you're, when you're busy and you have a lot to do, I also think that takes away from feeling lonely and there, and there will be a lot to do in Lake Tahoe. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm even thinking about bringing my bike because I know there's a lot of like lakeside trails that I can ride my bike around the trails. I mean, there's, there will be a lot for me to do and it will be fun. And I, and I know Lake Tahoe doesn't have the guacamole. (laughs) Hope not. Hope not. Yeah. Which is important. Yes. Because that was the whole reason I booked. Yeah. I've never been to Lake Tahoe. It's definitely on my list of somewhere I want to go. It's yeah. stunning. Yeah. Stunning. Yes. Like I said, I might pull up on you. You never know. You never well, know. Well, I'm happy to share with you where I am and you can come join me. <laughs> Squeaky will fit right in the drive. Exactly. Yeah. So you you did this. You this was your so this is your first, you know, your big your big uh grand first adventure heading out on your own. What advice would you give to someone else who's thinking about doing this and maybe is hesitant? Um, I, you know, I was hesitant for years. I mean, even when people said, oh, I love camping. Do you like camping? I was like, no, I don't camp. What? Of course not. Um, you know, that was just my knee jerk reaction. And then something in me shifted and it took me a year to feel ready, Mm. even though I wanted to do it earlier. um, It took me a whole year to feel prepared, to feel ready, to sort of work up the guts Mm -hmm. to do it. And that's saying a lot because I'm really, I mean, you and I have known each other a long time. I don't think you've seen me outdoors ever. Except for (laughs) maybe on that cruise ship. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that doesn't even count. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I just, I wanted to be a different person. Mm -hmm. I think that's what prompted all of this, that I just, I wanted something different for myself, Mm -hmm. but also I think there was an element of like, okay, now I can go camping. Like now I know. Yeah. And it's accessible to me. And now that I have the things it's less expensive than four nights in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to be in cool places. Yes. Places that I would have never visited, I don't think, before. Yeah, you get to go places where, where there are no hotels. Right. That you can see different things, for sure. Yeah. And then, and then there's you. And you do so much camping. I mean, in, yeah. in Squeaky, in the yeah. RV, right? Yeah. But I wonder what is your favorite part about camping that maybe I don't even know about yet? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, there's a couple of things that I like. Uh, just the serenity of it. Just being somewhere beautiful by a gorgeous lake, sitting next to a river. I love bodies of water. So any kind of water, the ocean, you name it, um, just brings me a sense of peace, just being in the forest, listening to the birds. There's just, it just brings me such a sense of peace. Um, That's part of it. But I also, there's just something to me about the simplicity of the lifestyle everything I have, I mean, for you, it's like everything you had that you need to survive is in this one little green tin, right? This green bin. For me, everything I have is within my, within my van, just that simplicity of the lifestyle. Like I'm a little turtle with everything I need on my back. And that just makes, there's just something about that, that brings me joy. And I don't even know why. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love the concept of being a turtle, but like you have 
everything you need yeah. with you. Yeah. Do you ever find that there's something that you don't have that you wish you had when you go on a trip? Mm. Yeah. So for the first two years, I didn't have any kind of a bike, uh, boat or kayak or anything. So just this year, I got myself a blow up kayak. So now I can go on the water. Because I thought Versus when I headed out, I was going to be able to just rent kayaks wherever I went. And, you know, and that's not necessarily the case. There's a lot of most places you can't. And I really missed the ability to be on the water. And now I have one. This is my first year with it. I've only had it out maybe about five or six times. Love it. It's just so great. That's it, amazing. It's a blow up and it, it gets down to the size of like a sleeping bag. It's really small. One of the joys of camping that I found was that you realize how little you need. Yes. Yeah. You, just, know, you can get by without the special salt on your stove, you know, to mm -hmm. salt your food. You can get by without your favorite mug or glass or, you know, whatever in the kitchen. You can get by in this, the same two pair of clothes for the next four days, you know, you, you can make it work. Well, if you think about it, I mean, probably when you're at home, you probably use the same favorite glass over and over, and you probably wear your same, your same favorite pants over and over. So why not just pare down to what's essential? Because yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And, and I have really been embracing this concept of um, I, I'm not going to call it minimalism because I, I'm way too attached to some things to be minimalistic, but it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. And, um, the first thing that I did when I got home was, um, tried to figure out where I could go next. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's what you did. Yeah. That just, yeah. And I, and I have to admit, I got a little sidetracked and I didn't end up, I mean, I have the yurt. Yeah. In Lake Tahoe. So I'm excited about that, but like, I would love to do so like this weekend. I'm not busy. Yeah. You know, like, wouldn't it be great to just go somewhere this weekend? But I don't, this is, I think where some of the information that you have might come into play because I don't know where else to go yeah. other than where do you go camping in California and yeah. hit send on the Google, you know? Well, well, some of my favorite apps or websites are the dirt.com is one, which is a, is a camping website. Um, Camp Pendium is another site that I use. I have an app called all stays. And then there's, you know, there's other places to camp that aren't necessarily public campgrounds. There's something called hip camp where people rent out places on private property, kind of like Airbnb where you can go, if they own a piece of land that's on this beautiful river, they can rent it, rent it out. Wow. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they're just like farmer's fields or whatever, but sometimes they do have a nice element like a river or a lake or something. Yeah. So, oh, that would be cool. and those are, you know, less likely to be booked, more expensive usually. So yes. I, so I'm curious now that you've heard my story, like, what would you have done differently if you were me? I don't think or I would have done have anything done? differently. What I love is how much planning you put into it. I probably would not have planned as much as you, to be honest. So I love that you did all that. Um, and that you went somewhere like that felt safe and familiar, close, close to home. You knew you wanted to be on a lake. You wanted to just go and try it out. You did all the things that I would recommend doing. You know, I, there's nothing that you, that I would have said do differently. I think wow. you did it perfect. Yeah. Go me. Go you. Yeah. It's all about like, kind of, you know, like I said, the baby steps and even the, like realizing, yep, I don't want to spend another night and going home. Perfect. Maybe would have stopped for ice cream on the way home to celebrate that. Actually, you know what I did do? <laughs> What'd um, you do? So I had, I had done some research on the area, the geographic area where it's going. Um, and I had already planned to go and you know this about me, but I know your listeners don't, I, there's 13 pilots in my family. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And like my grandfather was a pilot. All my uncles were pilots. My mother was a pilot. My sister could fly before she could drive. Like I have all these pilots in my family. And, um, and while I was doing my research on like, what if everything goes to shit and I have to eat out? I don't want to end up at the Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. So I wanted a backup plan just in case this is part of my over planning, right? Yeah. What if, what if I can't make fire? Yeah. <laughs> if I have to go, where do I eat? And I found this restaurant that was located at the end of the runway of the local tiny municipal airport. Oh. And so on my way out of town, I stopped at the restaurant at the end of the airport and I, I had a meal and I sort of paid homage to Mm. my late grandfather, my late uncle, my mother who has passed and just had a moment of thanks for their sense of adventure and how I maybe inherited just a smidge Mm. of that enough to go camping by myself. So it was worth it. What a beautiful note to end on actually. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Sari, thank you so much for being a part of this conversation, this podcast, inspiring other women to get out there and have their own experiences, whatever they are, you know, whatever they are. No one gets to say what your experience is going to be. You're absolutely right. And I think the beauty of getting older is discovering that you get to make decisions for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's one of, I mean, that's what led me to this was I got to decide for myself. Nobody was pressuring me. Nobody was forcing me. Nobody asked me. Nobody told me I couldn't do it. I got to decide for myself and it turned out to be a really great adventure. And hopefully there will be many more in your future. I imagine there will be. Thank you everybody for listening. And I really appreciate Sari for coming on, opening up, sharing with us all about her first camping adventure, the triumphs, the tribulations, the things she learned about herself. I really appreciate it. A few takeaways from Sari's interview. Number one, as a beginner or any camper, really, you can really never know what your challenge is going to be before you head out. It could be lighting your stove or it could be a guacamole lake or a fire ban or whatever. Uh, Number two, each time out is something new. It's a new adventure to enjoy new obstacles to overcome, but always a time to learn about ourselves. And number three, plan, plan, plan. Have a plan for everything, but it's okay to change that plan. You can come home early. You can go somewhere else. You can invite friends along. There's really no right or wrong way to do this. And that's the whole point. So get out there. Enjoy yourselves. For listening, everybody, I will see you next week or out on the road.